0: You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat acts as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 43. Where did we leave off in episode 42. Well, Apis had just volunteered um, to be the bait in a an ambush trap for uh, the Green Dragon Lucifrique, who had um, who had just uh, been terrorizing the town of Fondurg and making demands of them. Before this, before this dawn, uh, this dusk rather, when um, when uh, the trap will be sprung, uh, Apis had a little time to head off down to the. Um, the greenhouse that serves as the headquarters of the Penkempur and Amgolshed, the Wanderers of the Wilderness, um, the, the faction of druids and rangers and hermits uh, that, that maintain the balance between, um, between the uh, civilization and the wilderness. It's about a kilometre or so to the south of town uh, in a large greenhouse, just past a bunch of farms. And so when um, Apis went to this greenhouse they uh, they interrogated the half green dragon rat that they had caught during uh, Ungerhef's uh, preliminary attack on the town Um, they'd captured it they healed them up and then they spoke to this green dragon rat in Draconic and learned a few things about about this green dragon namely that it lives nearby in the uh, Lannis woods it keeps treasures um, including some uh, f- featherless birds that live up in the trees, uh, in the trees above trees. This rat was not the most easy to understand. Uh, lives the, the the trees above trees uh, is where Lucifer keeps its um, keeps its treasures uh, near a river running water. Um, the rat could probably find their way back, but doesn't understand enough about how to give directions to direct you to it without you just following them. Lucifreak is uh, angered easily and will uh, fly away from confrontations with his own children in order to uh, come back with a cooler head. Um, You learned that Lucifreak is uh, power-hungry, is driven by a desire to prove their worth and prove their strength and prove their abilities To the point where they can go back to the much larger forest of the Giftegald forest, and perhaps claim it from their father, Unguhef, the much older dragon that uh, that you think is responsible for uh, the destruction of Shadridge. Is there anything else that I'm missing that um, that you learned from the rat? I think that's pretty much the the primary um, things that you learned. You learned that. uh, this rat has many, many siblings. They're not good with numbers, so they weren't able to put an exact number on it. But they have one largest, oldest brother, who is the boar that you've uh, that you've met a couple times now. Uh, they had, a, they have an old, uh, a couple of older brothers or older siblings who tunnel, um, a badger and a mole. Um, what else did we, lo- we learn from the rat? We learned that uh, the rat wants to go home. Yeah. Um, we learned that it's that among Lucifreak's treasures include some humanoids, some living, breathing, moving <laughs> humanoids, probably wood elves, um, and that Lucifer makes these these treasures uh, work for him and and do things for him, and he gets angry when they don't. I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's the the extent of what you'd learned. So you. Uh, You headed out ready for the the, the night's night began to fall. So you headed out to the northern edge of town to spring your trap. You prayed to the god of the hunt that this would go well. You wrapped yourself in a magic rope that you can drop at a moment's notice. And you had um, a wizard of the town cast an illusion over your bow and arrows, uh, bow and quiver, so that your weapon would uh, seem concealed and it would seem like you are unarmed. When, when the dragon comes down to attack. Your druid friends hid themselves in the surrounding forest. The fighter friends hid themselves in the surrounding bush as well. And you waited. You waited for dusk to come and for the dragon to come and claim his prize. But then the brush parted, snapping and, and rustling. As not a dragon but a half dragon boar pushed itself from the the thick and told you that unfortunately Lucifreak did not get the chance to choose which of his children died and he will not give Fondurg this choice either he will instead choose for himself Apis you may live for today he has chosen another and as he says, he has chosen another, there is an almighty shriek from, from the uh, south of where you're standing, um, from the town of Fondurg, there is a screaming, and that is where we ended off. So, as you stand on this path, wrapped in your own magic rope, with an ambush primed and ready to spring, with a half-green dragon boar about 200 feet to the north of you, and a scream several hundred feet to the south. Apis, what do you want to do? Head south towards the screams, ambush the boar, spring the trap on the boar, send the soldiers to the screen. All right, so I think there's four major options that I'm seeing. All of you stay here, spring the trap, kill the boar, get rid of uh, uh, one more of the, the dragon's main generals in his army. Um... Try and take, take try and take out the boar to send a message to the dragon. Uh, the boar might have allies with him, so you'll be able to take out some of those as well. It'll be a big fight. Some people might get injured, but at least you've killed the boar and sent a message to the dragon that you won't be push, you won't be pushovers. Option number two was you and a select group of small uh, small group of allies stay and kill the boar, while the majority of your allies um, forego the trap, head back to town, deal with whatever's going on there. The third option is the reverse of that where most of the majority of your allies stay here and deal with the boar while you and a select group of uh, people head back to town and deal with that or ignore the boar completely he's not worth your time leave him alone and head back to town everybody what does Apis Apis want to do and with 55% of the vote Apis decides we'll, we'll half spring the trap everybody else get back to town. I'll stay here and kill that boar. Uh, Everybody else head back to town. So that's what we're going to be doing. The majority of your um, allies are going to head back to town, but which allies do you want to stick around with you for this fight? Remember, any allies that stick around here will not be going back to town, so they won't be there for dealing with that. So if you keep all of the strong allies here to make sure you breeze through this fight, um, then you're taking away all of the strongest ally, uh, uh, fighters and allies from the town and what's going on there. Mel will be staying with you, obviously, because she's your companion. It'll be you and Mel. Is it just you and Mel? Or is it you, Mel, and Briar? Is it you, Mel, Briar, and Polithon? Is it you, Mel, and the two knights, the two knights of Kvorsna? Who do you Who do you want to stay here? I'll allow you to keep any allies that you want, that I mentioned were in this ambush, and keeping more will mean that this fight is a lot easier for you. But it also means that none of those strong fighters, anyone you keep here, will not be dealing with potentially the dragon back in town. Tell you what I'll do. Tell you what I'll, do. I'll do a series of one minute polls. Just nice and quick one minute polls, yes or no to each of them. So, first, the first poll is so we're going to be having Apis and Mel. The, ne- the first poll is do we want to keep Briar with us as well? Yes or no? And then once we've decided if we want Briar with us, I'll ask about the knights and the wizard and the, who else, and and one by one we'll we'll decide who we're going to stick around. All right, with 74% of the vote, uh, Apis wants to keep Briar with uh, Briar close at hand. Uh, do we want to keep Nambra? Nambra is a high elf wolverine rank of the of the uh, Knights of Kavosna. Uh, no, t- with 70% of the vote, no, we do not want to keep Nambra the Wolverine. So we will let her, the main fighter, head off head off back to town. Next up is the other fighter, the other Wolverine that we had, uh, Natheen. Nathine was a rock gnome Wolverine as well. Ooh, 50-50 on whether or not to keep Nathine the Wolverine. So we'll put it to a roll um, Alright, so with an odd number we'll say no, he doesn't get kept, and with an even number, yes, that is an odd number, 7, so he, we say no, Apis decides no, uh, send the two wolverines off to a deal with the dragon. Next up is uh, how many badgers, I'm not going to go through each of the badgers individually, the badger, sub, the badger ranking of the Knights of Kavosna, remember, are, um, are sort of your town guard level. How many badges have we got that are out here with you? Four, I believe. So, do we want to keep no, none of the fight? None of the badges of the Knights of Kavosna? Do we want to keep one, two, three, or all four of them? With sixty-three percent of the vote, we decide to keep two of the badges, two of the four badges, to fight with us. So, we're going to have two fighters. Bri- so it's Apis, Mel, two fighters, and um, uh, and Briar, currently. Um, just for your reference, the badges are mave a high elf badger. Victoria, a human badger. Ellie Nackle Vavras Smeller uh, Tibbletit, a rock gnome badger. Uh, Yibble Yarimo Pooby Doo <laughs> P- P- shoot, who is a f- female uh, uh, forest gnome badger. Uh, male forest gnome badger. And, uh, well, that's all the badgers. And then there's Cassandra, the uh, human prospective pers- squire but she's not out in here in the fight. So you're going to keep two of those. Let's roll a d4 to see which two you are going to keep by your side here. Three, you're going to keep Elinacul Smeller Tibbletit. <laughs> I love gnome names. Yeah, gnome, gnomes are so fun to name. And one, you're going to keep Maeve. Maeve Corianthil. Maeve Corianthil and Vavras Smeller Tibbletit. <laughs> We're going to call her by her full name during battle. Ellie, knock smell a You need to head around the side. <laughs> um. All right. Then we've got the Penkampur and Amgolshed. We've decided to keep. Um. We've decided to keep Briar already. Then we've got uh, Polithan, Charlie, Mark. No, Mark wasn't there. And uh, Haven went back as well. So we've only got uh, Charlie and Polithan that are here with us. All right. Do we keep Polython? She is an eighthfed uh, ranking. You don't really understand the ranking of the Knights of, uh, of the uh, PEA, um, and so I'm not even going to tell you what that would mean. She's quite powerful in terms of allies. She's one of your more powerful allies. But again, if you keep her from from the dragon fight, then she can't be dealing with the dragon. The reason she was part of the fight in the first place was that she was going to cast Earthbind on the dragon when he came, so to keep him on the ground. All right, with nearly 80% of the vote, uh, we decide that Polython is much too uh, useful in a, in a fight with a dragon than to be uh, keeping her here for this fight. So we send her south as well, um, and Charlie is going to go with Polython wherever, wherever she goes. He's going to go. And finally, the wizards. We have two wizards as part of this ambush. Wizards from the Arcanist's Entente. We've got Valor, she has a, a focus of blood and fire wizard. She was going to, uh, to bane the um, the dragon when he landed and whatnot. Again, she's one of the more powerful uh, allies that you know. All right, we are not going to keep Valor around with 66% of the vote. Are we going to keep the illusionist wizard Rebecca if I'm remembering right? Yes, Rebecca, Rebecca. 63% of the vote, we want Be- Rebecca to stay here in the fight All the rest of, Our allies will head back to town because that was just a lot of polls I'm just going to do a brief recap of uh, what we have ultimately decided so in this moment when the scream occurs and Apis sort of glances back over the shoulder you can't see the dragon but then again you can't see much of what's going on in town anyway Um, Apis decides has to make the decision everybody's looking at you everybody's waiting for your call as to what to do right now Apis decides this is this is going to be the last time that we meet this goddamn boar. This boar has has attacked us. It has gotten away. It has attacked Tao Chu and gotten away. This is the third time we're meeting it, and it has it has got to die. So Apis decides that they and Mel are going to take on this boar and kill it before uh, before heading back to town to deal with the rest of it. They they think in the moment that they don't need everybody as part of this ambush to uh, to stick around they're going to be much more useful back in town if there is indeed a dragon attacking the town. They don't want to leave themselves completely out in the lurch though. So they're going to keep Briar. They're going to keep Rebecca, the illusionist wizard. They're going to ask that two of the badgers of the Knights of Kavosna stick around. Uh, And rolling randomly, we decided it was going to be Maeve the um, high elf badger and Ellie, the rock gnome badger. And with that group of six, they're going to take on this this drag, half-green dragon boar um, and they're going to uh, hopefully kill it once and for all before the um, well, the rest of the, the ambush, the rest of the allies of the town head back to town and deal with the dragon properly. All right, so in that moment, Apis, you have your rope tightly grasped in your hand, ready to give the command word to it to drop and release you. And you're ready for this moment. As soon as you sort of look back from hearing this scream, realizing that you might be part of, uh, you might be in the midst of a trap of your own, uh, of of the dragon's own. You say the elven word for release, and the rope drops from you. In slow motion, almost, this rope drops from you as you reach up. You drop the other end of the rope and you grab uh, towards your shoulder where you can feel but can't see a uh, a bow that has been slathered in a, uh, a translucent, um, magical, almost hair gel uh, substance that turned it invisible. You slide the bow off your shoulder and in the same motion as you slide it down your arm, you grab the other end of the, the string, pull it taut, uh, grab your uh, with your other hand while you're doing so, pulling out a an arrow from the invisible quiver that was also slathered in this same sort of jelly. You pull back an invisible bow Confusing the, confusing the the, the boy. You see a uh, uh, sort of a, a slight cock of the head as it sees you uh, drop the rope and suddenly draw back as if you're firing an arrow at it. But it can't see anything until you release the bow, and and suddenly the um, effect of the uh, the slathered gel seems to spring off of the off of the string off of the bow itself. It all seems to drop to the ground and the bow and arrows and quiver all become visible again. As you loose a visible arrow through it at the air through the air towards this creature um it is your bonus action to drop the rope your action to make an attack you can make two attacks as part of the attack action but the first of which will be a um he's not surprised but it will be at advantage because he wasn't expecting it so you have advantage on this first attack you will not have advantage on the second attack and then by doing so you will you will start initiative and then we'll go into an initiative order a natural one or an eleven. Eleven plus your modifier. Let's have a look. So as you reach back and fire off this this arrow, you you shout at the top of your lungs, uh, "Everybody get back to town! Um, everybody get back to town! Uh, this is this is a trap! I'll deal with this one." Uh, Mel, Briar, you stay with me. And um, you hear polython, uh uh, shouting to the um, shouting in Elvish uh, something you don't speak Elvish she shouts something and and sets off running you can hear a couple of a bit of commotion in the bushes around um, people starting to get up and move and uh, a, a couple of the knights are like coming out to make an attack and not hear not seeing the attack they realise what's going on they start to run back to town you see um, uh, Nambra uh, talk to an, a high elf that you've seen around but haven't met she shouts uh, Maeve you stay here and attack that um, ellie she shouts across to somebody in the um the, the bush ab- uh, uh, away from you says ellie on the bar and then she sets off back towards town as well shouting um with me victoria this way and, and directing everybody to what to do rebecca you see nearby um uh she she is she's let's see People are seemingly bursting out of illusions because one of the things she was doing in preparation was to um, to get everybody hidden. So people are starting to burst out of illusions as they're running. Uh, she now drops those, not being necessary, and starts to cast, and it seems like she's going to be staying to fight as well uh, while Vala has disappeared. Well, not literally disappeared, but she's out of her hiding place and running back towards the town as well. So let's, uh, let's see if an 11 plus your modifier will hit by heading over to this battle map i not sure if i've been an idiot or not why is the longbow attack bonus a plus eight so the attack bonus of the longbow is because we have a plus three from our um proficiency a plus three from our dexterity and a plus two from the ranged feat. Uh, the ranged fighting style is it fighting style yeah fighting style that's right we get to choose a fighting style, and we chose dueling. Uh, 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 we chose ranged, which gives us a plus two to our accuracy with long, with ranged attacks. Apes hive hanging out down here on a path with Mel, flying around overhead. All right, so over here we have, <coughs> who is going to be representing Maeve, a blue badger knight of Kavasna. We have Briar over here we have Rebecca the illusionist wizard down here hiding in this bush and we have who is going to be representing uh, Ellie the uh, gnome over here another blue badger knight of kwebosna first thing as your arrow flies through the air as it sails towards its target you got an 11 plus your 8 modifier to hit takes you to a 19, and a 19 is sufficient to cause damage as you strike across, uh, cutting the, the ball. However, actually thinking about it, thinking about it, you had advantage on the attack, but you had disadvantage because it was at long range, so it would have canceled out. So it's a single roll. So you see that happening in your mind, but actually you get a 16, so it's even better. Uh, so you strike, it cuts across the the boar's face, you're going to deal how much damage, uh, a d8 plus, how much damage is it? A d8 plus three from your longbow in piercing damage. Three, that's six points of damage to the boar. And let's see where the boar is on your on your map here. So, cuts across this boar's face for six points of damage taken six damage and we're going to roll initiative because that was the first hostile attack because you were all tied up the board did not see it coming Um, and so it's going to be a uh, it's going to essentially have been as close to you are going to get as a as a surprise the second one is not going to the attack action is not so you're not getting a whole turn you're essentially getting the uh, the equivalent to a surprise but after you've loosed the first arrow, uh, you're going to get initiative to see if the, the ball can move out of the way before your second one. Like, did I change its HP to 6? Uh, I, I, I'm i counting up from how much damage it's taken, because I'm not going to... Uh, is it plus 1 to damage but not to the hit? I forget which around I said it was. So yes, it's going to be plus 1 damage because it's a manticore arrow that you fired. So it's taken a total of 7 damage. All right, your initiative is a 3 three plus your modifier of three. So you're gonna have, let's double check. Yeah, three from dexterity. So a modifier of three. Um, so you're gonna have a six on initiative unless you want to reroll that with your Inspiration or Lucky Horseshoe. Multi-attack, I will say, yeah, okay. I'll say mul- I'll say you can do your multi-attack, but you don't get the advantage of it being the surprise. So you, it's gonna be a disadvantage because of the range that you're firing at. Uh, eight or a seven? Seven uh, is that seven? Yeah, seven plus your uh, eight is a fifteen. A fifteen on its theme barb. Let me double check the stats that I've just made for it. Fifteen will hit. So you strike it for another D eight as your second arrow comes in. Five plus four, so that's two arrows down. Two manticore arrows gone, but they've at least done a total, that's nine on top of that, a total of sixteen damage to it before it even really gets a chance to move. The first one strikes across its face, <laughs> um, and then the second one poof, hits it in somewhere in the uh, front leg and pierces through a big chunk of uh, muscle. Alright so, a six on initiative, then it is Mel's initiative, where are you going to be Mel? Let's, uh, let's roll for you, check your stats here, okay. It's pretty good. Uh, Let's roll for your allies. Uh, Not the greatest. Um, What am I using for allies stats? Okay. Uh, Then let's roll for the baddie. The uh, the boar. Ooh, okay. (laughs) One of those, eh? And then let's roll for the, I'll just call them generic baddies because no, he did not come to this ambush alone. Okay, 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 okay. So we have got first with a nat 20, the boar is going first, followed by Mel, followed by our allies followed by the other baddies followed by Apis last in the initiative order all right so with the first call uh, the boar is being attacked Uh, so he's going to use his movement and his action to dash (laughs) and you can see there's quite a heft of giant boar coming towards you He's uh, about the size of a, a large horse um, but the body structure of a pig uh, and the scales and scaly-back um, green uh, nature of a dragon. So that's the boss turn, all right now scrolling back down to Mel. Um, we've just shouted to attack, uh, Mel, uh, we, to, uh, Mel uh, <clears throat> we shout, we're, we're, uh, we're attacking, attacking, attack. So, so Mel is going to use her movement to fly forwards, uh, 50 feet to there. And then she is going to summon her swarms. It is an action to do so. So Mel's militia pops in. So uh, as Mel flies forwards, she, she uh, starts to, to call out in this uh, insectoid manner to all of the the bugs and the biting and stinging and flying and crawling creepy crawlies of the forest of which there are many to come to her aid in uh, in, in in this fight she uses her action to summon swarms um and since she got to level five two swarms whenever she uses it now she has to summon it within 30 feet of her so she can move 50 feet forward and then use it to summon it within 30 feet close enough uh, she summons them on either side of the path there, they last for one minute or until they disappear or blah, blah, bloody blah, 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 all right, Mel finishes her turn with her action and her movement, she can't use a bonus for anything, she has got not anything with a bonus, so then this, the militia will go at the end of Mel's turn and they will move forwards at a, what's your flying speed, 30 feet, so they will move forwards 30 feet. And then they will use their action to dash 60 feet sh- all over his face. And 60 feet, getting all the way to him. So it's your, their action to get there. Uh, so they can't actually make the attack on this turn as well. But they're all up in his grill now as he's charging forwards. These This huge swarm of biting, flying insects sh- swarms all over him. Awesome. Good job, Mel. And now it is your allies' turn. Your allies will uh, jump from their respective hiding spots and start running forwards. Uh, they'll use their actions to dash, uh, who's this one? This one is the Wood Elf, or representing the Wood Elf, so they can go 70 feet with a dash. And this one is the Gnome, so they can only go 50 feet with a dash. So it gets to there, and it is Briar. Briar will run out of her hiding spot, run towards the boar as well, uh, 20 feet is her little legs. She's only got a speed of 20 feet, but she can see the ball from there. What's the range? What's the range of that? 90 feet? Um, I think she is... Hmm. What could she do here? Let's have a look at the um, druid spell list real quick and see if there's anything that she's going to do. Speak with plants. Yeah, speak with plants is a good one. That worked last time, didn't it? and Boo plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation. Blah, blah, blah. It takes an action to cast. That's what she's going to do. Yep, she is going to... Uh, it's only within 30 feet of her, but um, that's good in case this thing starts to charge in and attack. So I'm going to open up her thing, give her an aura of 30 feet. Whew. So all of the plants within this area as she runs forwards and digs her staff into the, the dirt at the side of the path... <laughs> Uh, all of the plants in the area start to uh, creak and move in her direction she can turn, all everything in that area turns to difficult terrain uh, um, blah 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 difficult terrain only for her enemies I believe you can turn ordinary terrain where plants are present into difficult terrain that lasts for the duration, causing vines and branches to hinder pursuers. For example, okay, so it's not only for uh, enemies, but she can just choose on her turn like which parts are difficult terrain and which aren't. So, given that this guy's already that this this lady Maeve has already left the range, she um, she's fine with turning everything in front of her into uh, into difficult terrain, and uh, obviously Mel is flying, so isn't going to be hindered by it. So she basically chooses a semicircular path, like in front of her. Anything in front of her is difficult terrain, and she can change that on her turn each time if she wants. That's her action. That's her movement. She's got nothing that, as a bonus. So then it is the baddies' turn. The baddies' turn. So before the baddies' turn, we're going to go up to Nightbot. We're going to grab the giveaway. Three, two, one. Austin DSB, are you? Are you still in the chat? Can you put a little emote or something to say that you're still here, Austin? If we are aware that this thing has a breath weapon attack, we definitely do know that. Yes. Can we instruct these allies to spread out so they don't all get caught? Yeah, they 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 do know those things. They just it's harder to run through thickets and stuff. Austin, are you still here? Give just give me a little emote or a yes or a, just an acknowledgement that you're here first so that I don't I know that I don't have to draw. Still here. Awesome. So let's think about what you're going to do, Austin, you're up next. Right after, um, right after the baddies take their turn. As, you, uh, as, you, as this thing runs forwards and Mel summons the uh, bees and everybody starts to jump out of their, their hiding places and, um, and Briar goes about her, her thing. Oh, uh, we've got the, the ally wizard as well that I forgot about. The ally wizard will jump out from here. She'll run round to here uh, with her 30 feet of movement. Uh, and then she'll cast blur on herself. So she is going to blur herself up. Is there some something that makes it look like she's blurry? One of these symbols, this one, why not? Um, as all of this happens, everybody starts to cast spells. You hear from uh, a ways in the distance over the trees here, shouting in Draconic. Um, you hear uh, a, a voice shout, um, What are you doing, you idiot? You were told to... You were told to... uh, Trigger the trap and retreat! And the boar shouts back. We can take them! Father will reward us greatly if we destroy them now! You idiot! It was a trap! And then... You hear wings beat and take to the sky as flying in from uh, above. There is a gigantic... Um, probably larger than probably about the same size as he is in the body, um, but much larger range to where they can uh, hit because they have um, the, the, the larger wings to lift a body of such a size. A crow with a um, almost jagged beak like dragon teeth and underneath the, um, the bottom uh, of the beak is almost like the wattles of a turkey or something but it looks it resembles more of the, the frills underneath the green dragon's uh, head and the, the feathers are, are green and seem like um, slick, slick, almost penguin-like feathers on the back uh, that provide hardened sh- shell-like kind of a substance to its head, um, as a half-green dragon crow flies in from above to join the fray. You also hear um, your wizard friend call out in surprise as, um, as the giant rat that had snuck around to behind will scuttle forwards um, and then use its action to dash and your uh, companion the on the other side will call out as well as as you are aware of movement in the forest to your left uh, to your right sorry as another half-green dragon rat comes running out of the forest in that direction. has to use its action to get there, though, as a dash. And then this one will use its action to get uh, to about here. This one behind it. You hear, st- you hear movement from the trees and bushes around um, in various different directions as various different rats uh, start running out towards you. Let me just double check that I've got the speed of a, a giant rat correctly. Yeah, thirty feet. Their speed is unaffected by the fact that they are giant. Uh, that they are um, half dragons. Uh, so with a dash. Um. All right. So that is the bad guys, except for the crow. Oh, there was another giant rat that I forgot about there. Look, with a dash, gets to about here. So the crow has come in from this direction over here, can can move as the crow flies, as it were. I think they go 50 feet on their turn. Let me just double check that. Oh no, <laughs> much more. Uh, as they fly forwards, as the crow flies. With a dash, they manage to saw down above from there. All right, that is that is the fight as You can see it as Apis can see it here. It is now Apis's turn. Apis, what do you want to do? Are we within 150 for the longbow now? Let's have a look, Austin. I think we will be because it charged forward. Oh, you probably won't be actually because it was a hundred, uh, hundred it was like 200 feet away. Oh yeah, no, there it is. Yeah, it charged forward 80, of course. I was thinking it charged forward 40. No, it moved forward 40 and then charged with an action. Yes, Uh, the crow is within 120, and so is the boar. How far is the crow from you? The crow is about 100 feet from you. The boar is about 130-ish. There are a couple of giant rats that you can see running through the forest that are about 60 feet-ish away. Austin says... Let's go longbow on the boar for the action and hunter's mark on the boar for a bonus action. Awesome. All right. So we will bonus action hunter's mark that boar. As it charges down, we see the the bugs coming in. We hear the this crow coming in and we realize we need to take this boar down as quickly as we can. We think about where that boar is. We look at the uh the terrain around it, the the nature that it is displacing by its presence. And by that we tune into the nature and we figure we know how to Hunter's Mark this thing. We pull the bow up from the ground, um, conjuring this Hunter's Mark on the uh, on our quarry, our Hunter's Quarry, um, and it is Hunter's Marked. Um, we're not casting it at level two, are we? I don't think there's any reason to upcast Hunter's Mark. It just increases the duration, doesn't it? Not the damage, I think, from memory. And then as an action, fire off two shots. The first is going to be a an 18 plus stuff will definitely hit. The next is going to be a natural 1 plus stuff will not hit, because it's a natural 1. Uh, so the first one deals damage, it deals a d8, 6, and it also deals a d6 from the Hunter's Mark, 4. 10 plus 4 from the uh, from it being a, a manticore headed uh, arrow and that becomes plus another yeah plus 4 so 14 points of damage 14 onto 16 takes it to 30 points of damage 30 points of damage i think has taken it to the wounded state let me double check that yes it has. it is now undersmarked and looking wounded that first arrow strikes <laughs> as he was kind of like putting his head down to get up to get out of the flying insects that are all around him trying to push through them galloping forwards you strike him uh, through sort of the the top of the throat towards the uh, the, the, the the clavicle you do a significant ma- amount of damage and kind of make him stumble a little as he runs uh, but he's still up and the second strike you fire it. It uh, misses him, but with a natural one, the way that I run it is that there is a chance that it's going to hit your ally because he's in that space. However, your ally is dexterous enough to make their dexterity saving throw, so they take no damage. <laughs> the arrow strikes through the cloud of bugs, but it just happens to happens that they, they were kind of parting naturally in that area anyway. <laughs> uh, you can re-roll the second one with an um, uh, Inspiration or Lucky Horseshoe if you want. Do we want to re-roll that? All right, no, with 68% of the vote, uh, Apis decides, well, they don't decide, Luck decides that Apis is gonna miss with this attack. And, and Luck also decides that you're not gonna injure one of your swarm allies with it as well. Uh, you do lose the arrow though, It's it's gone, and with it being a nat 1, it's gonna strike into something hard and the arrow shaft will snap and you're not getting that arrow back. Um, so somebody keep in mind that you've now fired four of your mantico head arrows. That was Apis's bonus action to uh, to conjure Hunter's Mark. Action to attack. You've now got your movement. Um, do you do you wish to move anywhere? Are we moving, Austin, or are we staying where we are? Let's uh, let's move back to keep range. All right. So keep seeing this thing charging down at us, and this crow flying overhead. We decide oh, let's let's keep ranged here. We're best at range. We're good with the bow and arrow. We'll stay at range if we can and use your movement to move away from the fight keeping in keeping in range of your arrow it is back to the top of the round it is the boar's uh, time to shine it is going to leave the uh, bug's melee range and as it does so they take attacks of opportunity on it um, that's 14 plus your attack of opportunity that's gonna miss and that one's gonna hit so one of those one of them enough of them bite that some of them actually do some do some damage and it deals not bad damage either like maxed out both of the damage rolls they do nine points of damage to him as they as he leaves it, it, their area and he's still got 30 feet of movement is he gonna breath weapon damage? Can he get close enough to breath weapon from there? 34 cone, right? So he can get this person in but can't get another person in. Would he prefer to get another person in? He's not smart enough to go for cover, unfortunately, so he <coughs> charges forwards. Actually he is going to make a charge attack, isn't he? Cause I just remembered he adds that. Yes, he's going to make a charge attack. Um, He is going to move, boom, all the way forwards to this fighter who is charged forwards with a fighting stance, getting ready to attack. The ball is going to make a tusk attack. That is going to hit. Let me check. Allies. Yep, that's going to hit. Then it's going to do... One, two, and then another, one, two, because it's a, sl- uh, a charging attack. Brr. Plus three, 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage to your ally there. Uh, and the, the ally must succeed on a strength saving throw, which she does. So she is not knocked prone. Ooh, she's just kind of knocked to the side as he slams into her with his tusks. Um, that is all he's going to do right now. He can't do his breath weapon as well. He's going to do that on his next turn. If he has to, I guess. Um, shlam! That's the boar's whole turn, I believe. His movement, his action, yeah. Then it is Mel's turn. Mel is going to continue to fly forwards. Now I can zoom in on the battle of feet a little closer now that things are getting within range. She's gonna fly over to here. She can do her soporific spores or she can do a sting. You haven't shouted to uh, to do your sleep spell yet. So she's just gonna f- fly down to him uh, I'm going to remove the wings to show that she's no longer like up above the whole battle. She's like down on the melee range. Um, and she's going to do an attack on him. Mel, do your stinger attack. Ugh. Oh, that's. Oh, she's actually got a pretty good modifier. Uh, that is... No, nah, it's still not quite enough. She strikes in uh, her stinger coming, uh, scraping across the front of his face, but he's just got this um, this person off to the side so as she goes in to sting him this way he turns and, and manages to almost like headbutt her, and she strikes him right in the centre of the forehead where his, um, his, his, his scales are hardest and it doesn't hurt her or anything but it doesn't manage to pierce through and do any damage um, Then it smells militia so that was her movement She's got a bonus action, I don't think there's anything that Mel can do as a bonus, is there? No. Then it's her Militia. A Militia are going to try and catch up. They're going to use their movement, 30 feet, they're going to have to dash. Should they go for the flying creature? They're one of the only things that can fly. They can't get to them with, uh, with, can't get to her with, uh, movement, but they're going to dash and get up to her. This one is going to go with a dash to catch up to the boar that's all the militia can do it is now your ally's turn this ally that is Maeve let me pull up my details on Maeve what does she do Ooh, I'm unfamiliar with this one I know they can bonus action give themselves a they can bonus action give themselves a an extra attack is it let me check fighting spirit Intensity in battle help you strike true as a bonus action. You give yourself advantage on attack rolls until the end of the current turn and gain five temporary hit points. Cool. Bonus action. That's what she'll do then. So she will give herself the a, a fighting spirit. She'll feel emboldened. Let's use a fist for that. So as she's just been struck, uh, struck pretty hard and pushed backwards, um, she's got a sword drawn already. She gives herself five temporary hit points. Uh, I'll, for all intents and purposes, I'll just reduce her HP damage to twelve from that. And then she's going to strike. And because she's got advantage on all attack rolls from this turn, she's going to action surge as well. So she's going to take four attacks with advantage against this four. Hey, one of them's a nat twenty. The next one is a hit. Uh, the next one, I'll <laughs> miss with both of them. And the next one's a hit. So she's got a, a crit and two hits on this guy. I think he's going down, but who knows. Um, that's one of these, one of these, one of these. 32 points of damage. Holy shit. 32 points of damage. Strikes, Strike! 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 As she strikes this boar for quite a significant hefty bit of damage <laughs> um, it, it turned towards it turned towards Mel to deflect Mel's sting um, and then your your uh, badger friend um, Mave uh, taps into some sort of sword wielding training that, uh, that that she's obviously had as you as you sort of look over and uh, as she's drawn her sword out you realize that it is a long blade it's kind of it's kind of like a long sword. But it's a little thinner um, and uh, has a, a touch of curve to it, and she has—it seems to only have one cutting edge rather than a long sword, which is uh, double-edged swords. And she she brings it out and strikes down once um, across its neck as it's turned away to hit Mel. It cuts a big deep gash in its in its neck, and a lot of blood starts to gout out. It squeals like a stuck pig, because uh, he is. And, and as it sort of turns its head back towards her, she, she uses that momentum from the downward blow to bring it, thrust it back in uh, through, up, up underneath the bottom of its jaw. <laughs> and as you hear the um, the crow shout out, This is why we were told not to attack, you arrogant motherfucker! And then... As the, the, the lust of its poisonous breath is leaving its mouth, as it's trying with its dying breath to kill uh, the people around it she brings back the blade brings it around and right through this the temple of the the the, the ball puts a foot on it and kicks it to the side <coughs> and it drops with quite a heavy motion it is uh it is a it is much more resembles a katana than a long sword yes She is a samurai subclass of fighter. Um, That was a bonus action, that was her action, that was her action surge. Uh, Might as well heal healing wind. Um, What's it called? Second wind. Uh, Takes back... Nine points of damage. Heals herself up with a... Sort of shrugs it off and looks up at the crow. Ready to go again. Does it not have a relentless as a boar? Thank you for the reminder. Yes, it does. Um, so, the first damage, I need to actually work out what the damage was individually then. So, the first one was a. The crit would have not been enough to kill it. The second one would have been enough to kill it. So, the third one would have then knocked it down to zero. Let me just double check that giant boar. Relentless yes the second one would have reduced it to zero it was knocked back up to one instead and then the third one would have killed it so it still dies um then it is your other continue with your allies turns uh she's still got the speak with plants going she could turn to an animal she could try and charm these rats maybe briar is going to see the she, she knows that the plants won't do anything to the crow but she has heard these people uh, crying out in pain and things. Briar's going to run to the rescue of... Oh, she can't run there because she's tiny. She could turn to something that runs faster, maybe. Or she could charge. Don't think optimal thinking character. What's Briar doing right now? She's she's going to run to... She's not going to run over to the person that she can see because if, she, if they're standing next to her, the, she knows that the crow is right there and we'll be able to see these two and think that they're a a target for the um for the breath weapon so she's going to split up as much as she can to avoid the breath weapon she's going to get to there with her tiny little legs and then she's going to uh, as as she gets to there she can see this guy coming for apis so she's going to use the dash action to move another 20 feet over here keeping equidistant between all of the people trying to not trying to disperse that breath weapon and then as she runs, she turns She turns her communication with the plants to um, to remove the difficult terrain around your ally over here and add it over in this region instead. So everything between the rat and you guys is difficult terrain, but everything between um, Ellie and the boar and everything is not difficult terrain. And everything over here is not difficult terrain in case the wizard wants to run away. So that's our move, our action to dash. Uh, and she's moved, she's speaking with the plants can't see properly, sorry there you go everything around this rat is difficult terrain now everything between this rat and you guys all of this is difficult terrain but everything up here is not difficult terrain anymore and everything on this side is not as she runs forwards she, uh, she tries to keep herself equidistant between all of your allies while also putting some hindrance on this rat that's running in to attack you that is your ally up here. That's your ally down here. Then we've got these two. Let's see. She sees these two coming in this way, so she's going to run in to um, attack them. They are. She's only got 25 feet movement as a gnome, though. Uh, and what type of fighter is she? Elinacol Vavrasmeller Tibbletit is a Battlemaster Badger, so she is. She can't do a lunging attack even from there. She's brought out her her, her gnome-sized longsword. She's gonna make some attacks at this thing if she can hit them, but she can't. So she is going to, she knows that she can't probably stand two breath weapon attacks. Gnomes are intelligent. She is intelligent enough to not run towards the things that are gonna breathe on her. So I'm gonna retract that. She is going to, what does she do? What does she do? She needs to make them come to her. I'll tell you what she's gonna do. She's smart, she's smart enough uh, that she's going to get to here with all of her movement. She is gonna to run towards them, but she's gonna use her action to take the ready action, and the trigger of that ready action is her movement. As soon as either of these rats starts to <gasps> as if they're about to breathe on her. She's going to uh, interrupt their movement by using her her, her her movement to run back. She's going to try and goad them into using their breath weapon and then duck back and then run in and hit them while they're recharging. That's her plan. Uh, then your ally down here, the wizard, the illusion wizard, who has currently got Blur on herself, is going to magic missile this, uh, this rat here, this giant rat. She knows that the... Um, she knows that the scales are pretty hard, and she can't possibly bop it on the head with a staff, so she's instead going to hit it with a spell that she knows can't miss. She's going to make it a fourth-level spell, just uh, sorry, a, th- a second-level spell, um, which is four d eight, four d four, just to make sure that she's doing the damage to hopefully kill it. That's hey, one of each. <laughs> I literally got a one, two, three, and a four on it. Uh, so that's three, six, ten, ten plus four is fourteen points of damage. Fourteen points of damage will kill the thing. Exploded. I'll take it off the map, pretty much, as it runs towards. <coughs> magic missile. <coughs> all four, all four of them hit. Deal pretty average damage. Slam it dead. What are the blisters on the wall doing while we have this fight? They turned round to uh, run back towards the the town, because they need ballistas to fire at um, at dragons if there's a dragon attacking. I believe that's all of your allies, is it not? Alright. Which it comes down to the baddies' turn now. Alright, with baddies' turn coming up, we're gonna first roll fey, Faye, Faye 16. Are you still in the chat? Can I get a little thumbs up if you're still in the chat, or a, an emote of some kind, just to say that you're still here? you're here awesome so you think about what you're going to do Um, if you've got any questions i can answer them or the chat can answer them Um, this is the fight as you're seeing it let me zoom out to give you a better idea of what's happening so that you can formulate your decision meanwhile i will decide what all of the baddies are going to be doing Um, this one is going to run forwards it can only go 15 feet because of the difficult terrain so as it pushes its way into this difficult terrain, get into about there. Is it close enough to use its breath weapon on? Oh, just, just, it's gonna use it. Let me just double check that. That's the, uh, might be actually a 20 foot cone, I can't remember. Breath weapon, 15 foot cone, yeah. All right, so 15 foot cone from him to, to your ally is just like right on the cusp of 15 feet. So what I'll say is, He's gonna breathe weapon breath weapon on her, but she's like right on the cusp of it, so I'll give her advantage on the saving throw. So your ally Briar is gonna take potentially four or a one. Uh, So she had advantage, so four plus a con is not gonna do it. She's gonna take. Ooh, I don't actually have enough dice out right now. Oh, not too bad rolls though five ten twelve and another ten so 22 points of poison damage is she wounded i can't remember exactly what brya's health is off the top of my head but i think that's enough to make her wounded what's apis's maximum Mm -mm -mm. apis's maximum is 56 and you're level five she would be less than that yeah so that's definitely going to be enough to be wounded i think Hang in there, Brian. This one has used its breath weapon. These ones have not. Uh, so they're going to run up. Um, they're gonna run up to her. It's gonna breathe breathe on. Actually, I should do them one at a time, shouldn't I? Because her interrupt is gonna change things. So they were like here. This one's gonna run up uh, to her right up close and, and breathe back, which triggers her held action. She's gonna dart backwards with her movement And then he's going to a 15 foot cloud after her as she t- as she t- holds her breath, turns her back and, and runs out of the, the cloud of it, kind of like disperses over her shoulders, doesn't manage to make it make its way around to her respiratory system. Uh, and then she turns around to go back and attack on her next turn, obviously. Um, this one is a few moments like a few milliseconds behind the other one so as she runs he is also bringing into attack but he sees her run out of the range of it so he's going to use his movement to get into range so she avoided one of their attacks with her ready action but she's definitely within range of his other the other one Uh, that is enough to succeed on the save so she'll take only half damage uh, 11, 12, 15, and another, oh shit, 15, and another 5, 6, ooh, uh, 15 and another 11 makes 26 points, halved because she saved, 13, 13 points, she is not wounded, Um, she, she you see it, <coughs> coughing and spluttering but you also saw that she kind of covered her mouth before uh, covered her mouth and nose and managed to managed to block most of it out (laughs) some of it still made it made its way into her eyes like she's just been caught the caught the brunt of some not the brunt caught this sort of um, uh, dispersing uh, effect of like pepper spray or something and (laughs) she's coughing and spluttering Um, I should remember as well that it was raining all day today so it was uh, it's, it's all muddy ground and stuff as well as people run if they suddenly change direction I'll probably make them make a deck save against slipping in the mud or something that's those three baddies who else we got we got these rats up here we're gonna continue running forwards with their movement they're gonna dash the guys are running their movement I'm gonna dash these guys with their movement gonna dash through the forest um, Get into there and then the crow is going to who have you got You've got bees an ally and a big giant bee you're, you're enough to uh, enjoy this breath weapon attack so as crow leaves the uh, the Mel's militia range they are going to take an attack opportunity on her they're gonna take a biting attack and they are a full swarm at the moment having taken no damage However that is an 8 to hit and will not make it through the feathers and scales of this half green dragon crow. So it takes no damage as these insects swarm towards it to meet it and instead just flies through them mouth open and eats a few of these these bugs as it flies forwards um, yelling draconic insults at at its stupid half brother um, for for running forwards and triggering this stupid trap too soon. Gets to within 30 feet as it flies forwards and like a dragon from above spews down poisonous cone uh, over all three of your ally friends the militia mel and the uh, and the um the high elf lady whom you've just heard is called Maeve. pigs are very smart yes pigs are very smart but they're also quite aggressive um and so he was allowing his aggro to, to overcome his um his need for cunningness Uh, as the green dragon part of his brain should have been a lot more intelligent than the boar part of his brain allowed him to be. Um, So uh, I need constitution saving throw from Mel. Here we go, Mel, what's your con save? Oh, that's not bad. Oh, in fact, that's exactly what you need it to be, I think. Yes, you met the DC, exactly. So Mel is gonna take half damage. Uh, let's do Maeve next Maeve is gonna be oh that might be enough. What would her con be? Uh, no, it won't be enough. She wouldn't have As a samurai No, nah, she wouldn't have that much of a con so she she misses it by one I think and then um, the Militia, what's your con save? Not the greatest. Nope, that's gonna fail the militia are definitely out of there All right That is going to be 9, this is a crappy roll, 9, 11, 13, 19. Oh, that's much better, 19 and 12 makes 31 and 10 makes 41. 41 points of poison damage. Uh, 41 points, because Mel succeeded, hers is halved, so she takes 21 as i round up 21 of her 39 takes her down to uh 18 points of damage left is that right yeah 18 out of 39 so mel is looking wounded from that your ally takes 41 points of damage as a fighter at this level that would not hurt her. that would not kill her probably let me double check i haven't actually done the official stats of all of these people but let me just do some maths on the fly i'm going to say she's got a plus two con because that's normal for a fighter so she'd start with 12 and then she'd get another roughly yeah no she's not dead but she is badly wounded 41 onto that 44 points of damage She's on her last legs, it seems, and the militia is absolutely obliterated. All of the, all of the bugs instantly drop from the sky like they've just been fumigated by this, 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 this huge bug bomb. Um, then the crow will continue its movement. So it was here. It moved forward to here. That's twenty-five-ish movement. It's going to continue its movement. Crows are super smart. Yeah, it hasn't taken damage yet, so so it's smart and also savvy. It knows that it can scare the rest of you off. It's going to do a sweep over to here with its action with its movement. That is the baddie's turn. Let me take a ball right off of the initiative order now because it's dead. It ain't taking a turn. All right, we are back to Apus's turn with Fay. Fay, what are you doing on Apis's turn of combat? I want to longbow the crow and use bonus action to move the mac. no worries alright so you can do the bonus action thing first which is good because it allows you to shift the bone shift the damage do extra damage to this gazer so as the as the boar is uh, falling to the ground <laughs> you see that the um the green uh sort of natural cling to it that helps assist your arrows in doing extra damage when it hits it sort of it sort of sloughs off of the the, the creature, but kind of stays in a, a very pale greenish haze uh, around it. And then, a, as a bonus, you shift it with your with your um, somatic component. You, you you move your bow over to the the crow, and you see that the this green mist follows your actions and clings itself to the underside of this crow's feathers. That's your bonus action, and then attack is it. You said attack, right? Let me just double check. Longbow the crow, yeah. Can you also tell Mel to sleep the crow? Sure. You shout out as well as a free action. Mel! Sleep on the crow! Then you're going to make two attacks with your att- with your longbow. First one is going to be a <laughs> natural one. Do you see that? Natural one. Do we want to re-roll that with uh, with any of the, the dice, uh, any of the re-rolls? did the badger kill or attack the rat for any damage the badger the badger badger oh right i was, I was thinking you mean an actual badger because you didn't capitalize it um the badger class the mave or this one um she didn't she has, it hasn't come back around to her turn yet she held her action to run away from the the spewing breath um and when it comes back around to her turn she's going to run in and attack them while they're recharging Reroll, reroll, reroll. Most people are saying reroll. It's definitely a. Uh, um, everybody's in favor of the reroll right now. Okay, so we are going to use our inspiration to. Um, how do I turn it off again? Here it is. Pew, sparkles. We are going to be a natural one with that, but it's. In- it is a 10 10 plus 8 is 18 18 is enough to hit it i believe let me just double check that for sure but i think it will be fine yep 18 is plenty enough to hit the uh the green the, the green dragon crow as you bring out another one of your manticord arrows take aim and uh, there's a moment where your your uh, arrow sort of slips it's got residual um slippery paste on it that was from the the invisibility um and it slips in your grasp and you almost completely just balk it uh, but you you manage to hold on to the the arrow just as you're kind of letting go of the string you you clutch it again and and just as luck would have it you fire off and strike true with it that is going to be one of these and one of these for damage that's a four and a three that's seven points of damage plus four Eleven points of damage. To the crow. The crow is not yet wounded. As the as the crow, as the arrow is flying before it's even struck its target, you dig down into um, into the training that you've had from uh, from Sam on how to quick draw, and you bring out another arrow and fire again. Second attack. You don't have advantage or disadvantage for any reasons. I don't think. No. Uh, four. A 4 plus 8 is going to be a 12. Do you want to re-roll that with your second re-roll? Sleeping the crow's a bad idea because it'll wake up when it hits the ground. Yeah, but it'll be on the ground and prone. <laughs> yes, I know on the uh, re-roll. We're going to have a little more contention on this one, I think, so I'll put it to a one-minute poll. This is the last re-roll that you get for the day unless you do something that's particularly in character for Apis um, that is perhaps um, not the ideal way to play but is roleplay makes sense in which case i might re- reward you with inspiration generally speaking i'll give out inspiration for uh, moments where roleplay supersedes mechanics so if you do something that is not necessarily the optimal way to play but it is what you would do in character uh, that's the sort of thing that i'll it will reward inspiration for usually how many other enemies there are rats galore there are these rats here, one, two, three, these are all alive and unwounded. There is these there are these rats up here, one, two, three, alive and unwounded. If the crow dies, then maybe the rats run. But maybe they don't. All right, 59% of the vote saying not gonna re-roll on that one. So four plus eight is 12. 12 is not enough to meet the armor class of the crow. So as the first one hits, you bring out the second one and this time the residual slipperiness on the on the string does slip your um, fingers off of the bow before you're quite ready with the aiming and the arrow goes flying off into the forest somewhere. You might be able to get it back at some point. Somebody keeping a track of how many arrows we've we've shot now. It's like six or seven or something. That is Apis's bonus and attack. Uh, Faye, do we want to move at all? Apis is here. We can move back. We can continue moving back. We can move forwards. We can move into the forest to try and get some cover. What does Apis want to do with movement? Or do they want to stay where they are? What do you want to do? Faye, would taking cover in the trees on the left be a good idea? It's up to you. You can do whatever you want. If you think it will be a good idea, you, you can do that. You've got an illusion wizard here. Uh, you've got Briar who is a wounded ally in front here you've got um, an unwounded knight ally over here a wounded ally up here that looks looking on lost legs take cover on the left, awesome alright, so you are going to du- use your movement to duck into some of this tree coverage here right underneath this foliage here just out of line of sight of the uh, the, the, the monsters that are coming for you it is back to the top of the round with Mel. Mel and her militia. Mel is not looking good. You've just shouted to her to try and sleep the crow, so she's going to do just that. She's going to bring to the front. She's going to fly up above the crow, uh, like above its head. That is way bigger than I thought it would be as a crow. Oh, it's because it's it's accounting it's accounting for her uh, wingspan. Her actual body's like central to this um, this this token. She flies up above sort of the head area of the crow and she is going to use her action to soporific spores. She is also now flying, no longer in melee ground range. Mel shakes off a dusting of pollen which drifts downward to form a radius of blah 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 blah. So the crow must make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> three nope that's nice i i got a constitution of that high uh so crow, uh, the crow will fall asleep one of the first people to um to actually succumb to mel's soporific spores go mel so the, as, as mel flies above like flies pretty much in contact melee melee range of the uh, crow's head and then shoo, shakes off the soporific spores it drifts downward from where mel is um nobody else is within the range of the crow now <laughs> The, uh, the, the crow gets some of its spores in its, uh, in its eyes as it flies, and then the eyes sort of blink to blink out the spores, and then after they blink a few times, they just don't open again. And the crow <laughs> sails to the ground, the wings going limp underneath them, the momentum carrying them forwards, <laughs> and they slam down onto the ground here. They're going to take a little bit of falling damage from that. I use uh, homebrewed rules for fall damage in my games to make them more account for... Um, uh, to more account for um, inertia and um, and also terminal velocity and acceleration and all that nonsense. So I've got a falling damage table here. She's gonna take. She can't make the save for it, so she's gonna take uh, three six. another two is eight. Eight points of damage as she falls. Shlam. Taking her to 19. This does wake her up again immediately because she falls asleep until the sleeper takes damage or someone else uses an action to wake them up. So she slams down asleep, but as she hits the ground, <coughs> uh, it cracks a couple of the uh, couple of the scales on her body. Um, but she wakes up. She is considered, I suppose, for... Is she considered prone? Because she kind of just, like, slammed down. Is it even count as prone if you're on the uh, ground it doesn't doesn't feel right that she she's prone maybe she is let me roll a dice and just decide yeah all right she's prone um considered prone she's she slams down and a wing a wing kind of tucks underneath her as she slams um so she's got the effect of being prone before she has to stand up and fly away that is mel's turn then uh, she's still got some movement left so she's going to fly down to like stay in melee with her and now she's removing those wings because she's still in melee of this uh, this crow on the ground then we've got our mel's militia the mel's militia are going to into where the um oh maybe they can grab this one ah too far away 30 feet look at that they can finally reach somebody and make an attack on their turn Mel's militia are going to fly at that rat that's running in and they're gonna make a bite attack. Ooh, net twenty! Alright. So that's gonna be nine plus. Yeah. Can't pick up D4s. Nine plus another another two. <laughs> uh, eleven. Which is still more than you could have rolled. Oh, and it's actually still enough to kill them as well. Shoot! So these Rats are deceased. Uh, 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 this rat is deceased as the as the biting insects fly over around the rat and just swarm over its face like a horror movie, stinging and, and uh, it it tries to breathe in in order to uh, to to exhale uh, poisonous fumes on it, but it breathes in a whole bunch of these flying and biting insects, which start to just immediately swell up its throat as they sting it from the inside. The rat falls over unconscious and. Um, by doing so just allows more room on its softer underbelly for the rats uh, for the insects to get in and bite and sting and how do you do critical damage yeah max out what you could have rolled and then roll on top of it that was mel and her militia it is now the allies turn your allies 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 this one is fucked she is not looking good but she was prepared for a fight with dragons so she knows it comes with the territory Part of her job she's already used her second wind so she's going to use her potion action to use it yeah she's just going to use an action to use it to uh, make sure she recovers the, the maximum amount that's a home rule, home rule in my games uh, if you use an action to drink a healing potion you just get the maximum amount if you use a bonus then you can roll for it just to signify that a bonus is much quicker and you're doing it while you're also attacking or doing something else with your action and so you're going to like dribble some of it down your face and not recover the full amount of healing but she takes her time she sees this rat coming in and she goes oh god this is going to hurt she makes sure to take it all and then she is going to run away from the rat that's about to breathe on her uh, over to the wounded crow to try and finish it off Um, or to get an attack on it when it leaves her melee range at the very least she's gonna yeah she's gonna run over here on the path there and she yells um, Ellie Ellie flank it Um she's shouting to Ellie to flank this uh, this giant crow that's on the ground hopefully they can they can stop it from flying away by pinning it to the ground or something stab it through the wings she's direction to drink the potion though so she's not going to be able to do anything else what can fighters do as a bonus I'm not familiar with samurais. Fighter samurai, what have you got? Anything you can do as a bonus? You've already done your Oh she could give she could use another fighting spirit just to give her the temporary hit points. She's not gonna be making any attack rolls this turn. But if it means surviving, it's a good idea. Yeah, okay. going to get she's going to use another fighting spirit she's not actually going to get well she's going to get advantage on attack rolls that she's not going to end up taking but it does mean that she gets five temporary hit points so i'm just going to equate that with an extra five hit points there she might be able to survive an attack at this rate all right that is your ally there then it's your ally here who was who was about to dive in yeah she was already ready to Turn around and attack these things before the um, instruction came in from her comrade So she's instead going to run forwards and take an attack on this geezer Um, She's going to make it a What sort of battle master abilities would she have? I didn't flesh out all of her abilities She can use some of her superiority manoeuvres ambush bait and switch brace she could do with the cleaving ability to yeah I suppose if she stands here she could cleave and lunge through to this one and attack both yeah that's what she's going to do I suppose Uh, what's it called it's not called a cleaving attack is it, it's called a sweeping attack yeah when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack you can expend a superiority to attempt to damage another creature with the same attack Choose another creature within five feet of the original target. Ugh, I'm going to ignore that. Uh, and within your reach, and if she uses a lunge as well, it's now within your reach. You can make a melee weapon attack, expend your attack by five feet. Yeah, all right, so that's what it'll do. It's going to, she's going to run forwards. She's about to strike the one that's just blown um, poisonous gas over her. As she gets there and she's about to strike it, um, the uh, her, her friend Maeve, uh, her colleague Maeve, shouts, uh, flank the... the- crow so she turns around and does a lunging attack on the crow because it is prone and she's making a melee attack ah technically she's five feet away Ugh. Mm. just do it just just I'll, just I'll just i'll just i'll just ignore that rule for now i don't care um she's going to use a lunging attack she's going to roll and because it's prone she's going to get advantage i am decreeing uh which means definitely a hit 20 something to hit she's going to expend a superiority dice along with her longsword damage four points uh, four points plus her modifier of threes seven points of damage to the crow and then she's going to use her superiority dice to make an attack roll against well to attack this one as well um with the same attack 20 something will hit both and it does mean that, what is it? Sweeping attack, blah, 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 blah. Choose another creature, blah, blah, blah. If the original tackle would hit the second, it would. It takes damage equal to the number you roll on your superiority dice. Ugh, only three. Oh, well. So she does a little bit of extra damage with that. Oh no, sorry, that that, that was the previous superiority dice, superiority dice. It's this one that she does. Six, okay, that's better. It's alive. She's uh, taken six points of damage, this one. That was her attack lunging attack she's now got another attack she could just do the same thing again because she could use all four of her her superiority dice yeah let's do it she's going to do the same thing again she's going to lunge at this one and then sweep back through and, and strike at this one and then with the uh, with the extra momentum of having swept, swept, swept back through and, and struck some of the rat, she's going to then lunge forwards again, strike this one and do the exact same thing again hopefully so with advantage on the second attack yeah eight, twenty something again so her f- firstly she does nine plus another three is 12 12 points of damage to the crow 12 points of damage takes you to 30 38 uh, and then she's gonna do it spend her last superiority dice to hurt this round one to hit this rat for one point of damage, which is not enough to kill it. It is enough to wound it, but it's not enough to kill it. Whirling Dervish. She spent all four of her superiority dice to do a bunch of attacks. I guess she's going to action surge and just try and finish up. Well, first she'll action surge and just, just do, do one regular attack on this rat that's sticking around. Ugh. I think that might hit, though. Six to hit. Fourteen. Fourteen on the rat. I'm pretty sure is enough. Let me check. Yeah, that's just enough. 14 on the rat, nine points of damage. That'll do it. All right, she kills this rat. Chops off its head. It's taken a couple of wounds from her, but she's sticking around. So she, uh, and then she's going to take her second of the action surge attacks. To, uh, she's going to use her movement to run up to this one, kind of flanked. Um, it's too large to be flanked by just two people. You need to be surrounded instead. So she's going to just take an attack at it. Regular attack. It's got advantage because it's prone. Ooh, a six or a seven. That's not enough to hit. So she strikes down. <laughs> Cuts off a couple of feathers, but they were like, um, they were they were not uh, attached. They were not. She didn't. She didn't strike through any flesh. She just get. She just cut some just cut some feathers. That's her movement. A bonus. Uh, bonus. Don't know if she used a bonus action. She used. She could use a bonus action to healing wood, Doesn't couldn't she? She used her attack action, all four of her superiority dice, and then a, a, a an action surge and two more attacks. So she's pretty much spent. But she's going to whew, right. Let's do this. Um, and she's going to use her healing wood uh, Her um second wind it takes two. She's doing okay. She's doing okay. Now she's done. All right. That was your allies. That was this one, this one, and Mel, and uh, we've got Briar and Briar and this wizard. The wizard who's got blur on is going to uh, come. Forward. Actually, doesn't need to move. Doesn't need to move. She's just going to reach across to this one and <laughs> magic missile. She's going to do it at a second level, like she did with the first guy, just to make sure it goes down. Magic missile. Uh slightly less than the first one so that's six seven eight and another four is 12. Twelve points of damage is enough to kill them that was her turn that was her action she's going to use her movement to get somewhere where she can see some of the other baddies and stuff but she's also going to like try and hide in a bush a little bit uh, she's her form is still blurry and then finally Briar is going to drop the um, drop the, uh, the 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 plant speak with plants because it doesn't work as an as a uh, oh, it's, it's not an effect what am i doing it's on here she's going to drop the speak with plants and instead cast entangle in to try and keep this thing on the ground as it slams down behind her she quickly just like turn, turns the plants from one spell into another she's gonna try and entangle this crow it's gonna get a strength saving throw to avoid being caught up in it it's got decent strength though Ooh, nope. 19 on the dice plus its modifier as the uh, as the spell comes up and tries to wrap around it it starts to get to its feet and pushes the pushes the um the vines off of it unfortunately it's not entangled and it's because it's uh, because it's also in the same area as your allies Briar just immediately drops the spell so that it doesn't entangle your allies instead. I believe that's everybody you can do. Uh, it is now the baddies' turn. The is Right before we go ba- baddies, let's roll to see who is going to control Apis this turn. Crawled. Crawled one. Are you still in the chat? Can you put us a little thumbs up or something to see you're still here? Is Briar not moving away from the rats? Uh, yeah, probably, she probably would be, wouldn't she? Yeah, she'd probably get the hell out of there as much as she can anyway with... Uh, she doesn't want to run into melee with friends. She doesn't want to put them at risk. It's not a lot of... Oh, there's a couple of deceased rats over there, so running this way wasn't isn't too much of a hassle. She's going to run down there. All right, Crowl, do you have a think about what you're going to be doing on your turn? And in the meantime, it's the baddies' turn. The baddies are going to be... You're dead now, mate. Thank you. Baddies are going to... So let's go with crow first. The crow is going to stand with half of its movement it is, uh, it is, how much health is it on, how much health have you got, yeah you're definitely looking wounded so you are going to get the fuck out of there, Um, it's going to, (sighs) let's see, crow's intelligence, smart enough to disengage, you know these things can attack you from range, do you wanna just dash and risk it? The amount of damage they've been doing. Yeah, you're just gonna dash. All right, so it's gonna leave melee range of all three of these allies without uh, disengaging. So they're all three gonna take attacks of opportunity. Mel first. Mel is a 13 plus seven from her stinger. So that's a, nat- a dirty 20, that's gonna hit. Um, it's not enough to take her down. So the next one is uh, definitely a hit as well. And the third one is a miss. So the Samurai. Ooh, let me just check the Samurai ability really quick, see what the wording is, because she did take Fighting Spirit. Advantage on all weapon attack rolls until the end of the current turn. Unfortunately, it says turn, and not order, or round. If it said attack rolls until the end of the current round, then she would have also had advantage on this um, this opportunity attack, but no. No such luck. It's just going to be a regular attack. Which hit anyway, it's fine. Alright, so Mel's stinger is gonna do a uh, seven points of piercing damage to the crow as she as she runs away trying to uh, escape Mel's wrath and then she needs to make a con save against the poison nope fails the poison as well hey Mel's Mel's target is finally failing con saves doesn't happen a lot often takes all of the poison damage let me roll my two mel dice Eh, not the greatest on damage though oh wait it's poison damage (laughs) nope poison damage isn't going to help is it isn't going to hurt this um this uh creature what did i say did six points didn't it or did it was it did i say seven points i'll go with you guys and say seven points i thought it was uh, i thought it said six uh, so the poison courses into this um, this half-green dragon crow, and as you'd expect, with it being half-green dragon and using poison as a weapon, it is immune to poison damage. Uh, but it still did the stinger piercing attack. And then your friend Maeve the badger will attack and do damage as well. Maeve is samurai, uses a katana essentially. Uh, that's going to be 9 points of slashing damage takes you to 54 points of damage you are seriously wounded but not yet dead and then this one missed and so she is going to get the f- out of there she's going to so that was 12 13 feet ish uh, so she still has a lot she's gonna as the crow flies essentially just fly in a direct line um as far as she can in this direction takes it to about there ish there you go. So she's going to double dash, uh, which from you, Apis, means that the crow is now... 230 feet away. It's still within your long range of your bow, you would just have disadvantage on the attack roll. How much damage was that? How much damage was the... Was what? The damage of the... The um, the sword, the katana? I think she did nine damage. Oh, half movement to stand, though. Thank you, K-Clatter, for the reminder. To me honest um so let's remove 40 from that yeah she had to stand with half a movement and then dash uh, and then move 40 and dash another 80. so she should be 120 feet from where she started yes 120. um which means that from apis she is just under 200 feet away 187 ish give or take um okay that is the crow now let's do all of the rats. These rats are going to move in, move in towards uh, this, this this stinging thing that just killed their um, their their sibling, their half sibling, and <laughs> breathe on Mel's militia. Mel's militia will fail their saving throw against it, so they're going to take full damage. It's definitely enough to kill the swarm. So that is oh, is it? Let me double check. Oh, well, actually, they're a little hardier than I thought. If I roll Polly it could survive it. Uh, nope, that's dead before I even re-roll the second ones. Definitely. <laughs> Almost maxed him out. Um, so that Militia is wiped out. That was this uh, rat's turn. This, this rat is going to run in and try and uh, breath weapon on these two. Mel was close enough to be attacking a downed creature, so unfortunately, Mel is going to be in range of this cone as well. If it's within fifteen feet, yes, she is. So these two are within range, but your other friend is not. Uh, let me double check. Actually, let me reconnect that because uh, technically, um, technically, fifteen feet. Yeah, it's, it is. It is within fifteen. So this one's going to blow on Mel and your ally Mel first. Uh, That's a fail, and your your other ally is the same number. Both fail. As this rat comes in with its poison breath from behind, whoa! That's a lot of damage. Twelve plus five is seventeen, plus three is twenty, and then another two is another ten. So that's thirty points of damage. Mel takes both. uh, Mel takes all thirty, and so does your ally. Mel only has 18 hit points left, so she drops to the ground like a bee that's just been fumigated. Um, slams down unconscious. Yeah, ally. Uh, no longer has that fighting spirit. Was wounded on 30. I have to work out exactly how many hit points you actually have now, don't I? Let's roll for it. How many damage? You would have rolled every level up. One, two, three, four. How many hit points do you have oh that's good 17 20 24 and 8 makes 32 32 and 12 makes 44-ish, 44 ish so yeah they're definitely down not dead but down unconscious there we go that's gonna be I'll, I'll use the unconscious symbol rather than the dead symbol as they take a strike at that crow, um, the the rat comes running in and uh, the crow is shouting in draconic, um, "Retreat! Retreat!" as it's as it's uh, going. But these rats are not going to listen to a random. Uh, well, not a random. They're not going to listen when they've got potential food that they can eat. So this one's going to clamber over its corpse of its friend and uh, and attack with its breath weapon oh actually does it have its breath weapon back this one up here that just breathed has only done dashing so it definitely has its breath weapon just want to make sure that I'm not forgetting that I'm using that Uh, that one does not get its breath weapon back so it's instead just going to do a bite a regular bite attack regular bite attack at your friend Nell Ellie Ellie that was her name uh, to attack that's gonna be uh, not enough to hit. There's <coughs> a little rat teeth on that <coughs> and the but the, uh, the, the the little gnome that it's attacking <coughs> parries it to the side with a, a fighting prowess catches the <coughs> the front teeth on the long long sword and kind of pushes back. That is the rat on this side that rat's dead this rat's dead everybody's dead I think. Let me zoom out and check. This rat's still to go, but he just killed the the other thing, the other militia. So I think that's everybody. All right. Whew. Lots of bad guys. Apis, it is now your turn. So what are we doing? Crawled? Oh, he said, unfortunately, got to go. So I would like to taunt the crow with crow thing that drilled your mama. Send her to her grave. Do you want to die too? The rest of the round I want to leave to you guys and good night all. No worries. Let's re-roll then. Pfft. Cake ladder, cake ladder. I know you're still in the chat. I just saw you there. So you, so Apis shouts shouts something out in Draconic to try and taunt that crow. Do you want to die? Um, cake ladder. What do you What do you want to do on your on your turn as Apis? Move up towards the two downed friends. All right. So Apis is a dwarf with relatively little legs, so they're not going to be able to get all the way there. But you move out from cover. 25 feet gets you there your two down friends are over there so even with a dash you will not make it you'll make it to there with a dash. With your movement you've gotten to here. Let me zoom in and show you a little clearer. ones on Mel, can't do that because you can't get to her. You can Misty Step you can Misty Step 30 feet as a bonus action If you misty step 30 feet as a bonus action unfortunately that still is not enough to get to Mel you'd be like five feet short or so um, how much would you have to get to to get to Mel oh you'd be five feet short tell you what I like to do in my games if you're ever five feet short on movement I allow you to make an athletics check to see if you can push yourself to run five feet further than you would otherwise so I will allow you, if you want to, Kclatter. You can make an you can uh, make an acrobatics uh, athletics check. See if you can push yourself to run a little further than you could otherwise, um, and then you can you can misty step, and you would be next to Mel. Just shoot the crow. All right. Mel can't die in one turn, I don't think. They can if they take damage and then fail a death saving throw. Shoot the crow. So you run forwards towards Mel, but then you shoot the crow. Let's see how far the range of crow is from where your new position is. About 160-ish feet from you. Um, so it's going to be at the disadvantage range. Do you want to use your bonus section to Plane A Warrior? You've got Hunter's mark on the crow. You've got Plane A Warrior if you want to take it. So the stealing that make an athletics check thing, yeah, it's um, it's something that I offer, and if they f- so they the reward for doing so is you get to move um, an extra five feet on your turn, because um, it sucks to be like five feet short of trying to heal a friend or whatever. You just push yourself a little bit faster. But the failure for doing so, maybe you trip over, uh, maybe you get an, a point of exhaustion that lasts until the end of the combat, something like that. Misty step close to Mel and then shoot. All right. So Apis is going to, as you run forwards, you definitely got a lot of fear and uh, fear and adrenaline, making that 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 familiar prickling sensation on your skin. You tap into that. You look over to the space near Mel and you you are surrounded by a white mist that then boom re- reapparates over by Mel's body. You're about five feet short of Mel. So you reach out to touch her and you think, shit, I can't get to it, but I can't let that one leave. You're going to use your action to attack the crow. Um, You now are within 150 feet, so you have a regular attack on this one. True, can't Misty Step and then cast another spell anyway. That is a good point, and I need to also remember to tick off. Second level Misty Step with your bonus action. A three! Apis can't attack today. Must be because we greased up your bow. You've got a net one, a four, and a three. You've got uh you've got an ins- you've got a uh, lucky horseshoe. What do we think about rerolling it with a lucky horseshoe? You are pretty sure that a three will not hit. <laughs> Reroll, yes, 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 yes. Most people saying yes. Any objections? Reroll. Get it. Get that crow. All right. Nobody's objecting. So. You're going to use your lucky horseshoe for the day as you as you go out to touch mel and you think "Fuck, not yet i'll get her in a second you your hand slips on the bow again and you think remind me not to use not to let some wizard put grease on my bow in future and you fire off your uh, arrow having just caught it in time shout insults at the crow uh, 14 14 is much better 14 plus your modifier of 8 22 to hit definitely hits so you are going to use your Hunter's Mark damage, which maxes at a 6 and your arrow damage, minimum minimum of 1 so that's going to be 7 points plus 4 from your uh, from your Manticore arrow that's going to be 15, nope sorry four, uh, 11, 11 points of damage to the Crow 11 points of damage and oh my god I think it's <laughs> alright chat. Describe the kill. <laughs> Literally had 11 damage left. <laughs> Literally had 11 hit points left and it was like, oh, I can't. I'm, oh, I've got to get away. got to get away. <laughs> did not want to die. So with Hunter's Mark, you fire it off. You tap into uh, the, the Hunter's Mark ability that is granted to you by the God of the Hunt. Um, and as you, as you, uh, as you are hunting this creature that's flying away from you, it can move in all three dimensions, uh, to get away. And so it's the trickiest thing to try and hunt. You've got to account for the wind. You've got to account for all kinds of nonsense when you're hunting, when you're shooting at something in the sky that's flying away from you, moving targets. It's a very tricky hunt. But as your hand slips a little on the bow, um... The god of luck allows you to grab a, a grip and, on the bow, and, the, uh, and there's another presence of a god that just kind of... You feel almost like you've just got a couple of fingers, just pushes your hand just up a little bit, and then that extra aim... The, the arrow fires off, strikes through. As the as the crow is flying away from you, it strikes through uh, underneath the scales that were sort of like um, slick-backed feathers scaled. It, underneath one of them, into the back of its head... And as it kind of falls, it twists its body, and you can see that it's pierced right through the uh, back of the head and out one of the out the sort of top of the eye socket of the other side. <coughs> Slabs into the ground with a sickening crack as its uh, neck breaks against a tree trunk, and that crow, that half green dragon crow, is no more. <coughs> That is your movement, your bonus, and your action. Apis, congratulations. I can close this crow tab down now. Nevermore. <laughs> Nevermore. You have a second attack. You took the attack action to shoot at the crow. You've got a second attack. Who are you going for? It's still um, it's still Cake Ladder's turn. Ultimez is going to be so happy with us. Yeah, that's a tricky shot. Second attack against the nearest rat. uh, This one here or this one here. They're both kind of equidistant. This guy's about 24 feet away. This guy's about 20 feet away. Which one do you want to... This one's engaged with your your gnome friend and behind your gnome friend for a little bit of cover. This one's out in the open and is the biggest threat to your downed friends. The nearest rat. As in like the one attacking your, your gnome friend. The path one, okay, not the nearest one, the one with three quarters cover, this one. Um, this one's the bigger threat to your downed companions, so you turn to that one and with your second arrow, strike out at it. You've got no more re-rolls until you do something inspirational. 18, you don't need that re-roll, thankfully, on this one. 18 is definitely enough damage to hit. Uh, you're going to do six points plus another four from your manticore arrow, so ten points of damage to the rat. 10 points unfortunately is not quite enough to kill it it is enough to instantly wound it so i guess during my using my um, my homebrewed massive damage abilities uh, it should nah it saves saves its constitution save and takes no um, takes no uh, additional effects from having half of its hit points gone like that that one takes a lot of damage 10 to be precise I believe that's everything that Apis can do. Attack, bonus, and movement. Back to the top of the round for now, Mel. Mel needs to make a death saving throw because she's starting her turn at zero hit points. All right. Then it is Mel's Militia, which are all dead now, so I can take them off of the board. I will roll for the ally now. Ally's turn. That is a fail. This ally is going to use her action to attack this rat in front of her. That's gonna hit, and the second, come on, second one is also gonna hit. So with both of those, that's probably enough to kill. But let's roll it in case she ma- minimizes the damage. <laughs> she almost does a one and a two. Oh, three plus six is nine, not enough to kill it. Which is dangerous for you because this rat might get its uh, get its breath weapon back and and down even more of your allies. And then your last two allies are down here. Um, she can, ooh, magic missile one last time last of her spell slots, uh, she's going to last of her second level spell slots she's going to use her little legs to move out towards I forget, is she a a hobbit? let me double check Rebecca, fuck it I can't be bothered, I'll say she's a hobbit for now just to err on the side of caution she's going to use her last level 2 spell slot to conjure uh, two On this one, and two on this one. I think she can't see any others, can she? So that's going to be enough. Yeah, two magic missiles on that one, two on the other one. Try and finish them off, as they're both wounded. Uh, Okay, maxed. Almost maxed. I got a four and a four on this one up here. So that's ten points of damage to that one. That explodes in red mist. And then I got a four and a three, so nine points of damage on this one which explodes in a red mist (coughs) Uh, and then finally your last ally is Briar Briar is going to uh, can she get to anybody to heal she's going to run forwards she can't heal from a distance she doesn't have healing word she could heal herself Ooh, uh, I think you have to touch. Let me just double check. Oh, no. She doesn't... Uh, uh, Jesus. It's a bonus action and it's 120 feet range. Jesus, that's powerful. One creature you can see within 120 feet of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, she is going to... Ooh, she's a proper animal lover. Does she go for human uh, humanoid life over giant bee? Uh... Oh, this is a decision. What does she do? What would Briar do? She's all about animals. She's pretty much been raised by wolves. She sees animals as 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 much as a, a human life. I think she goes for Mel. Knights of Kavosna can help in the fight though. Uh, I think she goes for Mel. She's gonna she's gonna go for Mel. She's gonna raise Mel. Um Uh, she's going to use yeah Mel recovers five hit points from a distance as she as as Briar runs forwards what does this look like she gets it from the dream realm I think it's like a dream version of herself it's next to them as Briar runs forwards she kind of like closes her eyes as she as she some, sort of comes to a stop and just breathes deeply. And then you see beside um, Mel's body, you see like this ghostly, um, almost almost technicolor um, ghost uh, with with kind of like um, non, non-saturated colors, but it, it's brightly colored, but not saturated color. Um, and it's sort of a swirling uh, humanoid form of about a two foot tall uh, two-foot-tall two ally of yours, Briar. You almost instantly recognize it from its form. As she sort of reaches out and lays hands on Mel's Mel's uh, body. And you can see that the green uh, toxic um, sort of chlorine gas that is, has that is, uh, invaded um, Mel's Mel's airways, it seems to expel itself from the various different... Um, uh, what are they called? Not pinnacles. The, the various different... Um, uh, breathing tubes on a on a bee's body. Uh, you see this chlorine gas almost come out of it, and uh, and Mel um, buzzes her wings and not doesn't open her eyes because she's got compound eyes that never close in the first place. But uh, she seems to come back to consciousness, prone on the floor. And then Mel and then and then Briar continues to sort of walk forwards with the intention of doing it to the, um, the other lady who's up prone on the ground as well. Is Mel dead? No, Mel has just been brought back to consciousness. Um, all right, that is all of your allies, I believe. Baddies, are there any baddies left on the battlefield? Let me zoom right back out and see. This is dead, this is dead, this is dead. There's two that have exploded entirely. There's a corpse of a bad guy there. Here's one. Uh, It is too far away and sees a lot of its allies have died. As the crow was screaming in Draconic to retreat, retreat, uh, it decides it's going to do that. It sort of momentum carries it forward a little bit and then it scurries off into the bush over here and it's going to use its dash action to get the fuck out of dodge. Uh, There is one rat you can see up ahead that ducks off into the forest to run away. All right, that is the baddies' turn. Apis, what are you doing on your turn? Who is... Who is up? Let's have a look. Nightbot, roll it. Ads. Ads, what are we doing on our turn? It doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like there's um, any hostile fighters anymore. You can chase... It's completely up to you. You can give chase to try and kill um, kill the retreating rat to leave no survivors. Or you can cure wounds this one or you can kill wounds mel you can whatever you want to do you can if you can get that other rat within sight you can hunter's mark it you can change your hunter's mark over to this one uh, you cannot see the other rat no the other rat has definitely dis- disappeared into the forest from where you are you it's completely out of line of sight you could see the path and it ducked off over here and it's in the bushes somewhere up here so you would know that by going like 70 ish feet forward you might be able to get a chance to look where it went move to the downed ally and heal her first alright so you move up with your 25 feet movement uh, only half of it even so you've still got a little movement left after Um, you you walk forwards and you uh, you focus on the goddess Flonanshale the the goddess of healing that uh, whose divine healing energy radiates through you and you reach down and you press your hand against the chest um, of the of your downed ally who's kind of fallen uh, into almost like the recovery position onto one arm uh, you press your hand against the chest, um, her chest, her breastplate, um, and you you feel this warmth radiate down your arm. This this golden light radiates down your arm into your hand. Your f- hand feels almost hot to the touch. Uh, and and then you um, you 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 cure wounds on this one for how much? Are you doing it at first level or second level? You have that option now. For the first time ever, we have the option of upcasting uh, cure wounds. If you cast it at first level, you get a d8 plus your Wisdom modifier of 2, I believe. So you get a d8 plus 2. If you cast it at second level, you get 2d8 two, two plus 2. You're going to go first level, all right. So first level, cure wounds, 5. Let me just double-check that it's a 2. Wisdom 2, yes. Wisdom for a ranger, yeah. So your ally here... Coughs, coughs and splutters. Comes back to 7 hit points um, total. I know that I was counting up before. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> is no longer unconscious, but is wounded. <laughs> as as like green sputum comes out of the the mouth. <laughs> as soon as you realise that they're alive, um, you sort of call to the others, uh, "Help this one!" And you give chase towards the other thing which i think is what you said move to the down ally heal her first use the rest of the movement to continue towards the rat i don't think that we can do any more because we can't do two spells correct you can't do two spells in one round unless one of them's a cantrip uh, so you used all of your movement to cure wounds and then get up to this one that was your action and your movement you've still got a bonus action if you want to do a bonus action it just can't be a bonus action spell i can't think of oh you can you can move hunter's Mark to something as a bonus action but only something you can see uh, what is the chance that you can see this creature let's see directly from you there's definitely sort of foliage in the way i'll make it i'll, I'll, I'll make it possible it is possible to see so it's just a high dc so as a free action i will allow you to make your uh, perception check Ooh, look at that it went 17 3 17. 17 plus your perception modifier of 5 takes you to 22 i set the dc at 21 so you did you did actually uh you do actually see it as it's running through the forest your your passive perception kind of oh and forest bonus yeah there you go 20 20 uh 24 uh the dc was twenty twenty-one, 21 so pretty good you look across and see the um the rat uh, scurrying you can see movement more than the rat itself but it's enough that you can you can now uh, you can now move it with your bonus action to hunter's mark if you want there you go so the hunter's mark comes off of this creature you can see it just kind of move like the wind through the 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 trees the trees kind of rustle as a sudden wind moves past them Uh, it's got this like greenish tint to the wind that suddenly like, takes, and you can you can sense in that moment, you can feel the rat's body in, and where it is in space, even though you can't really make out the rat too well. Uh, you just sort of caught a glimpse of it as it ran into Underbrush. All right, good job. It is back to the top of the round with Mel. Mel is no longer unconscious. She kind of like flutters back to her feet. Uh, your allies, no longer unconscious. They stand back up as well and get themselves back into... Uh, position where they can like is everybody okay is everybody okay um the baddies all gone this guy's gonna flee another 60 feet through the underbrush and such he's gonna get to wherever he can definitely legging it with a dash and then it comes back around to apis and we're out of initiative order if you want to give chase to this thing we're no longer in initiative order but we can turn it into a a chase scene, a skill, a skill challenge, essentially to, to essentially to chase down this creature. You have less speed than the rat does, so it would it would be gaining on you. It would also not be suffering the detriments of it being sloppy mud around you, um, as as you would, as you're running through it. So it's up to you. Do we want to chase the rat? Do we want to leave Hunter's Mark on it to try and like? Wait for it to lead us home. Do we want to just casually walk after the rat to see where it goes? Do we want to try and kill the rat? What's what's the what's the general vibe of the chat here? All right, M- vast majority of people saying going back to the town. As you um, as you uh, let this thing go, then you've, you you can you keep concentration on Hunter's Mark in case you need to go after it for a while. Uh, in, a, in a while, Hunter's Mark at the level you cast it lasts for an hour, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong um and so for the next hour you have hunter's mark on this rat that's running through the forest and you're getting like a vague understanding it's not like a divination spell per se you don't uh, you don't like get a a solid path in your mind of the direction it's taking you just get in a vague sort of compass point and general direction to where this creature is um, and it gives you advantage on like survival checks to find its paths and things like that so as it runs off you're getting a vague direction of where th- where it's going <laughs> But you turn around to help your friends um, with their uh, their wounds, make sure that everybody's safe and okay. And as you uh, as you arrive back to your group, that is all kind of coughing and spluttering, and Maeve is, um, Maeve is recovering, He's sitting sitting up, and um, Ellie is standing next to a kind of patting her on the back and um, and helping her to cough up a, a lung. <laughs> You look up to see uh, all this time you've been kind of hearing sounds of screaming and stuff coming from the general vicinity of the town, a few hundred feet behind you, obviously, but you've been focused on the battle. But now that the battle around you is kind of subsiding and you can focus your attentions on a wider uh, wider periphery from from your immediate vicinity, you hear the screams once more from the town and you look up to see, that, uh, to see a green dragon a few hundred feet in the air leaving the town and... Um, you don't like see it flying out of the town. It's already above the town in the sky when you kind of look up and see, oh, there he is. Huge, big uh, Lucifreak the green dragon, moving away from the town in the general direction of the forest. And you are led to believe with that that um, Lucifreak has uh, has escaped the uh, whatever happened in town. One last time, I'm going to give you a perception check to see what you can see about the dragon as he escapes. All right. As the dragon flies with an at 20 plus 5 perception. You take a good look at it. The sun is in the right direction that it's illuminated from your side, not like silhouetted from behind. So you can see the dragon just as the sun is setting in this uh, in this dusk light. With your dark vision, you can make out there is a humanoid hanging limply from the dragon's claws. And that's where I'm going to end the session. I will see you next time. Thank you very much for joining me. See you next time. Bye-bye! That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash GM and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.